0: Your Money, replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me, on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Money and Me, the property edition on Money FM 89.3, brought to you by Simlian Group, creating space, creating homes. This is Money and Me, the Property Edition. Today, we discuss a topic of perennial debate. 99 years of freehold, which holds its value better for you if you're thinking about capital appreciation. We'll put that question to our favourite guest, Muhammad Ismail Ghaffur, Chairman and CEO of Propnex Limited. How are you? Hi, morning. Doing well today, huh? Yep,
1: exciting day after the F1 yes, yesterday. Yes, yeah. my
0: goodness. And I know your son is a driver as well, <laughs> uh, in a different category. Yep. <laughs> Let's start with today's topic, which is about the debate is always that freehold holds value more than 99 years. Is it time to update that debate? I mean, if you look at how property prices have moved over the last maybe 10 years or so, what do we need?
1: I mean, I think it is always interesting and being Asian and generally speaking, we always would like to have a property that is freehold because, you know, it is our culture. If possible, we want to pass our property to generations after generations and this has been a common practice as part of an Asian values. This is not so common though if you look at it in many other part of the cultures. But having said that, Singapore is such a small island and we have got that much of land and it is a government gazette that all government land sales will only be confined to maximum 99-year lease. So which means to say, if you put it, Majority, the bulk, or well above eighty percent of the land, the condominiums that we are looking at, are only ninety-nine. And for that matter, all public housing, a million Singaporeans, they are also ninety-nine. Then, who then get to have a? piece of a freehold status and these are really limited supply and these are those land that were purchased, if you say, during our great-grandparents' time, during the British colonial time and and these are the private land that still exists now as freehold. Then the million-dollar question, should I only confine my purchase to freehold? Not necessarily though. We have seen huge number of 99-year leasehold have been successfully On block. Mm -hmm. And we are even talking about HUDCs, which are part of under the HDB and the existing or the previous owners have actually got windfall from the on block. Therefore, I look at it, whether it is 99 or freehold. It really matters little, but there are strong attributes from a freehold because when one owns a freehold, you're not subjected to cycles and you can take your time, doesn't matter even after 30 years, 40 years or 50 years, the value still holds from on block and many other aspects.
0: When we look at price differences, Ismail, are we seeing big differences?
1: The beauty about it here is, is when you look at it, a freehold, generally the market command anything between 20 to 25% more. If I just give it an example on the, uh, any part of Singapore, if a 99 leasehold goes at, let's say, $1,500 per square foot, a freehold is likely to be in the range of about $2,000, a 20 to 25% more. But one could actually own a freehold Perpetual, I mean, there's no end state. But put it this way, mm. at the end of the day, even though if it is a 99-year leasehold, the government as recent as 10th May this year have further relaxed the rules in terms of usage of CPF funds even for a 99-year leasehold. In the past, before the 10th May 2019, one would be subjected to the lease balance and the buyer to be up to the age of 80. Or for that matter, lease that are less than 60 years for a 99 year, there are some form of restrictions in the usage of CPF. But today it has been further liberalised such that the lease and the youngest buyer age up to 95 years, which means there are more leeway using your CPF fund. So generally speaking, 99 year lease hold are still good to go and buy as long as one is able to stay for the next 20, 30, even good 40 years and you can still sell it. What will it really means Here is at the end of 99-year lease, mm. what happens? Actually, the property reverts back to the state and there is zero value attached. Unlike a freehold, it enjoys its value forever.
0: Mm, okay, but what about depreciation? People sometimes think, oh, if it's freehold, they don't maintain it as well as they do for 99 years.
1: Yeah, it's true. At the end of the day, you can have a freehold property in a dilapidated state, mm. but on the other hand, it may not come on a good rental, but obviously a freehold will always be a uh, good property on-block potential because, you know, you could always redevelop. And, I, and, and we are looking at it, even 99 is commanding a reasonable on-block uh, value. But one of the key things here is, is some investors realise that a 99-year leasehold gives better yield. Let me put it this way. If you buy a property with 99-year lease for a price of, say, $1 million and correspondingly a similar size a freehold property costs you $1.4 to $1.5 million. a tenant do not differentiate when he pays rent. Right. He gives about the same amount of the rent whether it is freehold or A99. And therefore, when you spend a million dollars and you get a higher rental on a monthly basis, your returns on your investment are much higher. And that's why people actually don't mind and today we are talking about huge number of 99-year leasehold properties not only in mass market or for that matter even at Orchard Roads, we are talking about the government land sales are all 99-year leasehold.
0: Mm. So here's a question from a listener. I mean, is it a fair guide to say that 99-year leasehold properties are usually around MRT stations because that's the the tenure that is allowed for land around such stations? And so wouldn't 99-year lease be the better choice if you're looking for rental yield?
1: Really, there isn't any of such guideline that 99 leaseholds are just confined near MRT. MRT, because in fact, the was very much more earlier in the early years of the 1970s and 80s where all government land sale will be 99 and those days we did not even have MRT to start with. Therefore, but the fact that today more and more part of Singapore are all connected with MRT lines. But what I'm trying to say, the freehold lands are very limited in supply. True. Uh, yeah. And that's where in terms of the percentage, people will get lesser opportunities to buy freehold land.
0: Do you think all
1: freeholds are equally valuable? No, I think generally speaking, at the end of the day we will still look at locations. Put it this way, a 99-year leasehold that is well-located just at the doorstep of an MRT will be the flavour of the day. As compared to a freehold that is not very well located, so no doubt freehold stands in terms of the long run. But people are looking at right now what will matters in terms of convenience, lifestyle, and integrated in terms of living.
0: We'll take your questions nine seven one seven eight eight nine three. If you have any, when it comes to the on block, the mm. big dream for Singaporeans, does it matter? freehold versus 99, which will fetch a better price? I think
1: obviously if it is freehold, the developer have some advantages, mainly because he need not pay additional premium to the government to top up the lease back to 99 before he sell, because it doesn't come free. But when a developer buys a freehold land, the lease... Is in fact indeed freehold, mm. therefore he has got some kinds of savings. Therefore, what I'm trying to say here is this: freehold do enjoys a slightly better premium when it goes to unblock. But 99-year leasehold development have done amazingly well in the last round of unblock as well.
0: He is Mohammed Ismail Gaffoor, CEO and Chairman of Propnex Limited. Give us a call. You can WhatsApp me at 97178893 with your questions, or you can call me at 66911893 where we come back. East versus central. When it comes to buying property, we know that location is key. So we'll help you out when it comes to... We're going all around the island, of course. We'll go to the north. We'll go to the west. We know you westies out there. Uh, When you hear we're talking about the east, you wonder, what about us? We're going to be talking about you very soon. But final question for the freehold versus 99-year debate. If we buy leasehold, Ismail, should listeners have an exit strategy? I think, generally
1: speaking, based on the new CPF guideline, because most Singaporeans put it this way, we depend on our CPF money to fund. And today, what it says here is this, the remaining lease should cover the youngest buyer up to age 95 which is extended. And then we look at even the oldest condominium in Singapore, which only started in the mid-70s, today is only about 40 years. Therefore, with these relaxations of the usage of CPF, it is not that bad. But if you really ask me, if somebody who is owning a 99-year leasehold property, in order to allow the next buyer to continue to enjoy the value of the property, would it be good if you can uh, move on and upgrade, at least leaving behind a good six- 60 years for the next buyer. Because at the end of the day, when the lease drops less than 20 years, the current rule does not allow CPF funds to be used.
0: Fantastic. Great advice there. Okay, time to move on to our question that's going to get listeners riled up, I think. When it comes to buying property, we know that location, okay, affordability is important. But, you know, people have their preferences when it comes to which part of the island to live in. So let's help listeners out. If we compared the East versus, I'm not going to say the West, I'm going to say Central, okay? Uh, Which would you recommend and why, Ismail?
1: I think, put it this way again, core Central region, it has always been the prime metropolitan area. And as well as why people liked this central area. Sometimes it is also in terms of status because we are talking about renowned District 9, 10, 11 and it is residents of multi-millionaires, tycoons, celebrities. People say that if I own a property at Orchard Road, I mean people look at you with a different kind of thing, I mean you could afford something over there. But today put it this way you can even buy an Orchard Road property shoebox house houses, almost the price, in term, because the sizes are small, right. and therefore you need not be a big millionaire to own a property in Orchard Road. Uh. You can buy in the, in the mass market, for example, in the eastern area. You may well be paying more than what you're paying at the central location. Mm. But if I give you some statistics, what would I like to say here is this. In the core central regions, which is in the central area, we are talking about the median per square foot in the month of August was $2,814. For that matter, in the month of July was $2,800. In the month of June was $3,000. So basically, one have to pay in the tune of close to $3,000 per square foot of a step that you're going to make in your house. But on the other hand, when you look at the eastern region, we are talking about the August, the median Price per square foot is one thousand three hundred and forty three dollars. July was one three 1,335 and it is in the range of 1,003 versus something that is $3,000. So you have to pay two and a half times the price to own a property in central location and you're paying so much more other than the status is because in the past we say the central regions comes with lifestyle and as well as in terms of uh, convenience, shopping and these days, even we move to the eastern sides. we have the Changi Airport, the Jewel, the Changi Business Park, and in terms of shopping centres, Tampines Mall, Century Square, therefore it is all encompassing. You don't need to literally travel to Orchard Road to get a branded item or a fine dining and therefore I think the East does provide a flavour and as well as a lifestyle and for a price that is really affordable and on the other hand if somebody buys a property at a lower price, there tend to be a little better upside in time to come.
0: I think the Heartland Malls have really made uh, accessibility to uh, food and dining options leisure options are so widespread and varied these days. So, yeah, they're diehard Easties and Westies. But other than location, um, and and before I go to this question, actually, are there specific locations that you can recommend that listeners look at? In each of these areas, East and Central.
1: In terms of the central locations, um, the belt that is surrounding near the Orchard Road, the Heartland itself, it is really very much in the preference of a lot of foreigners as well. Uh, not only really because from the price point of view, and we are talking about properties within the Orchard Belt 5 million, 8 million $10 millions and above uh, a freehold property per square foot can come on anything between 3005 to $4,000 per square foot and we have been doing relatively well, some of the very recent development Bulawat 88, on average is going well above $10 million and it was one of the best selling development in this year 2019, and there are many others in, in that area, then And we also have within the central area, we are talking about the financial center areas, uh, District 1 and District 2. And again, there's been a very positive following, foreigners and as well as local. Those people who are working in the central location, they find it is very much more convenient to leave, play and work. Then, in comparison to the eastern side, within eastern side, there are two belt. I would probably say. One belt is people who love the sea. Whatever you say, they just feel connected when they see the sea breeze and the, just to walk across and they will die for it. I'm talking about the mayor, the ember, and some of this development has been holy its price well, and some of these developments are also freehold. Therefore, it commands a higher price. Even though just now I said it's only 1,003, the median in the eastern, this freehold development command 2,005, 2,007 along the amber area, the coastline, because of the lifestyle mm. and freehold. But then, what is the stronger attribute here is this really the hinterland of the Tampanese Township itself. And it is Tampanese Township is huge. And in terms of today's integrated lifestyle and the hinterland that provides huge number of opportunities. And we are looking at the business park that house tenants like DBS, IBM, Chartered Bank, and as well as OCBC, all their back-end operations at the Tampanese Regional Centre – does provide a huge hinterland of not only tenants and as well as eateries and all other things. And this is where people find it, some of the developments, mega projects that comes with completely. I mean, I'm just here just on the advertisement, 128 amenities and facilities treasure at Tampines. And we are talking about entering at the per square foot at 1,300. is very, very affordable in terms of lifestyle for many Singaporeans.
0: So are you seeing in terms of sales and the prices PSF uh, increasing demand for the east over the years?
1: There's been a strong following and some something it really puzzled me. Singapore is so small. Yeah. But some easterners will will say everything to defend that that's the best place to live. <laughs> yes, we uh, all have our
0: favorites. Yeah,
1: and we are talking about in a mere 15 20 min- minutes you can come to the central area. And I must say, East has its charm and it has its very strong following. And usually people don't shift when you grew up in, in the East.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us. As always, next week, we'll continue our discussion on property. We'll take your questions as well. If you have a topic that you're dying to hear covered in Money & Me, the Property Edition, send it my way. nine seven one seven eight eight nine three. My thanks to Muhammad Ismail Ghaffur, Chairman and CEO of Propnex Limited. This segment is brought to you by Simlian Group. Creating space, creating homes. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.